Hey guys, welcome to the Mom Voice. I'm Lauren. And I'm Sarah. With seven kids between the two of us, we know what a wild ride parenting can be. But that it's also the most rewarding job any of us will ever do. As longtime best friends, we've been together for a lot, helping each other all along the way. And now we're sharing our journeys with you, letting you in on our day-to-day to hear what's working in our homes and what's not. Each week, we'll be sitting down to talk all the things, from parenting to TV, relationships to self-care. We'll cover it all. So whether you're a stay-at-home mom or empty nester, join us here to get informed and help your family thrive. Together, we'll figure it all out. Welcome to your Mommy Morning Show. This episode is brought to you by Frost Nichols Orthodontics. If you live here locally in the Valley, you need to be sure to check out Dr. Frost and Dr. Nichols for your braces needs, anything, retainers, all the things for your teeth. We have recently started our braces journey with my son Emmett with an expander and headgear, and we'll potentially get the braces on soon. But my kids love to go to the office. They get to pick out a frost treat and brush their teeth in their fun teeth station, and all the hygienists and the doctors are so awesome and friendly. We've loved our experience thus far, and you need to be sure to check them out at frostortho.com or frostsmiles on Instagram. Be sure to check them out for your braces needs. Lauren, so good to be back, first of all. Oh my gosh. Oh, I've been dying to talk to you, but I have to inform you about something. My nine year old daughter, Kate, tells me the other day as we're in Disneyland walking through Frontierland, she goes, Did you know that to the Chinese, the pinky finger is like the middle finger? (laughs) I'm like, Wait, what? What are you talking about? She's like, Yeah. Like, apparently, if you put up the pinky finger, it's like flipping him off or like what she didn't say that. But she's like, you know, it's like putting up the middle finger here. And I was like, no way. No way. Google it. I totally Googled it. And it's right. Yeah. No, I knew there was like different fingers that were like offensive. No. And I even think like this symbol is like offensive in like the UK or something. The OK sign to those who can't see. Yeah, It's like your thumb and pointer or touching with like Like the A-OK. Yeah, I don't even know. (laughs) Asshole. (laughs) That's what it reminds me of. I know. I don't even know, but I know there's lots of like offensive terms, fingers. I was just dying. I'm like, first of all, where did you hear that? (laughs) Why are you talking about offensive things? Like, come on. And so, yeah, I totally Googled it. And then the first thing that popped in my head, the Bruno Mars song, put your pinky fingers to the moon. Funny. 14, what is it? 18 karat, 14 karat, whatever it is, gold. I don't know. Okay, but yeah. Well, this is funny oh that gosh. this is what you're bringing up because Stop it. I see a thread here already. Go. She already sees a connection. Go. Uh, go, go, go. happening here, yep, you guys. Go. Always. Oh, man. The connection. So I've had this story locked away that I've had to tell you for like two weeks now. Oh, man. And now that we're finally sitting down, um, you know, I recently went to Kauai and had a really yes. great trip and we were at dinner one night and the four of us were sitting there. It was four adults. We didn't bring our kids. And we're looking at this camp, and this is so funny talking about you Chinese saw a celebrity. Culture. No, did you see? No. So there's this Chinese family um, sitting next to us, and there's probably like five adults and a little boy that was like probably two. I'd say maybe two and a half, okay. two and a half probably. Yeah. And we turn over and we're like looking at him, and the boy's just kind of goofing around. He's kind of sitting on the table, and it's a nicer restaurant. But it's getting late. We're like, wait, I, what do you mean sitting on like, the table? He's like sitting on the table, and the mom's like, and her, his feet are in like his mom's laps, and okay. they were all kind of joking okay. and laughing yeah, yeah, with yeah. them and whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Next thing I know, no joke, you guys, they take her martini glass and they start giving it to the baby. The baby <gasps> starts drinking the martini. 
What? And I'm like looking over and I'm like, wait, that can't be like the drink, is it? And they're all laughing at the table and like, like whatever. Oh, he's going to sleep so good yes! tonight. <laughs> yes, exactly. So then my brother-in-law is oh telling me, gosh. he's like, no, that's a thing. And like other cultures, they give alcohol to their no. kid to make them go to sleep. No. I go, whoa, 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 what? I'm feeling all bad about my melatonin here and there. <laughs> and you're telling me they're giving martinis to the baby over here to put him to bed. And I'm just dying. And I'm like, I'm watching. And I really do think it was the alcohol. I'd like, maybe they just put the juice in there to be oh. funny or whatever. Oh or they're sippy. No, I do think it was because then He's he like got He's like double up. fisting no, the martini class. So then he gets up and it's like close to closing. It's like when we were in one of the last tables seated. So it's like <gasps> 9, 930. So I'm kind of just like keeping the corner of my eye to this family. And no joke. And then Girl. he gets up and he starts waddling and kind of honestly like swaying like, around. Yeah, swaying around. <laughs> He's drunk. Little and kid. And the mom's just kind of oh. doing this oh. around him. And the mom, the like grandma and the couple's Tell laughing. Me the parents are at least drunk, I hope. I have no idea. Surely My they're not in their right minds. I was like, okay, I can see how this could be a thing in cultures. But oh. you're sitting in Hawaii, in America, in a restaurant giving your baby. Like he was like two, two, he was like two and a half. Wow. Like a good old gulp. From the martini. Oh. I was dying. Oh, yeah, you were. Is that not? And your brother-in-law is like, yeah. <laughs> Have you heard of this? Oh my gosh. I mean, I've kind of, I've kind of like laughingly heard like way back then stories on the farm about like whatever. I don't even know, like parents putting you know like back in the night early 1900s like right, on the sure, farm sure. like your kids sick or they can't yes, sleep or like, oh the give, them some away, rum, give them a little bit of this pain, like whatever right, it's natural medicine <laughs> okay sure like i don't even know oh my gosh that is so funny, so funny. i wonder I, if it's like accepted there no, like no, if she I, would have done that in china would that have been okay oh i think it totally was and nobody else raised their uh, eyebrows like, like nobody was yeah. like i was just like oh i mean they're like three feet away from me and I'm just watching well, and I have I, to say wow I have to say and some of you out there who are listening Lauren and I both were not drinkers um and we didn't raise up we, we weren't raised I'm sorry with parents who drank and so I do have to wonder like for parents who drink alcohol you know like in the evening at dinner like whatever I feel like my kids are always up in my grill wanting my drink you know yeah, what I'm saying? Right, They're always right. taking a sip of my drink. Right. How do you navigate that? Do you right. care? Do you not? You're like, oh, it's gross. Like right. they just kind of like, ugh, gross. I don't know. I don't like that. I don't want it. Like, I don't, I, I'm so curious. I really, really am. And this is like in no place of judgment, like at all. I'm super duper curious how families navigate that. Right. Or how you introduce it or yes. at what point do you do it around do them or from, it? The, it, from the beginning? Yeah. Is it, does it matter? Is it just part of like life? Absolutely. But then you think of like, remember that show we watched the um, flight attendant? Yes. And like, there was this very like backwards, you know, behavior yes. Yes. and um, of a father and daughter that was yeah. probably 14. Yeah. And he would like drink with her. He would like totally. provide beer for her. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, that is really. Oh, I do think that's fairly normal. Dare I, I say, so. I, I know yeah. personal stories about things like that. Totally. Um. Yeah. And I think especially in like, you know, those more farm rural communities, like whatever, where they're kind of, yeah, I, I think those opportunities probably arise. But yeah, it's so interesting. It totally is. Yeah, it really is. Interesting. Oh, my gosh. Well, another thing, funny enough, threading through the Chinese culture. Oh, boy. Here we um, go. Well, you know, there's been a lot of talk about this new movie turning red. It's yes. the newest um, Disney movie. Is Pixar? It Pixar? Yeah, you're right. Pixar. It is yeah, Pixar yeah, yeah, yeah. movie out. On Disney Plus and went straight to Disney Plus. 
And what I mean by Chinese, it's based on a Chinese family. And like the whole culture is about that they turn the panda, they turn to a red panda. And that's part of like, it was like kind of like a a Chinese um, ancestor, like not a curse, but like part of their family. They turned into, but I know there's a lot of like other undertones, undertones, innuendos, some mature elements to the show. Like, what do you know about it? I know the whole thing is about the the main character PMSing, getting hormonal, and just getting red with anger and turning into a mad red panda. Just yeah, how I feel right. every single month. Right, right. I just, the PMS I see is red, the red and panda. I turn red right. every you month. You turn red. No, but I, I, I have no idea. I haven't watched it. I don't know. I've caught a few things here and there, and I've heard that it's about like more mature topics, about oh. maturation, about periods. I have no idea. I really don't. You're Which the Disney is, expert. Well, I no, have no, but idea. I haven't watched it either. And I tell my kids like, hold up. I want to kind of watch it first. And it's just above their heads. And I know right? my sister's kids watched it and she said, yeah, it's totally over their heads. They're not getting any sort of context innuendo. Another huge theme I've heard about from it is kind of like the disrespect towards parents and kind of oh. the talking back and like sneaking out of the house and I like defiance that. yes and i do agree like that theme line of like a defiant child is in movies but, but that's like, nothing new that's what it's i was nothing about to say. New. we were like raised on that where right. i can remember my dad watching something in the 90s overhearing something i was watching and the kid went duh to their to their parents he was like duh and my dad was like what or he thought it was so disrespectful yeah, that yeah. a kid would say duh to the oh, dad totally you know what I mean? He was like, I mean, I'm from small town, Texas. Of course, my dad thought that. But he was like, shut that off. That is blah, blah, blah. Like, he thought it was so oh, wow. bad. Yes. So it's nothing new. I feel I like mean, it's always in the Disney Channel movies. The parents are always the stupid ones, right? I, I mean, I can even think of, like, my kids like those Diary of the Wimpy Kid movies. And, like, they're never just... seen those. Oh, my kids think they're so funny for some reason. They're okay. kind of like, you know, little rascals, like Sandlot. Just, like, are they animated boys. or real no, life? No, they're real people. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm trying to think of another example. They're just like boys oh, being like goofy. Like alone. Right. Like yes, you're all like, the idiot parents all, who right, are stupid. They're all just kind of like, mom, you can't yeah. do that. And Every slam the door. Movie. Totally. You know? So it is nothing new, but maybe no. because it's a cartoon, kids, even younger kids are watching it and parents have felt like, oh, this is just too, too much too soon. But I don't sure. know. Yeah. I don't know. If you guys have watched it, let us know. DMS and let us know what you think. I think a lot of people were just excited for a new, um, you know, Disney Plus movie. Totally, totally. I think we're all overdue. And I know there's like some, you know, old 90s pop music in it and stuff I've heard and things like that. That's fun. But I'm curious. I've read some reviews and some don't love it. And then I've read other reviews where they're just like, this was so fun. What a great movie. Well, it did go straight to streaming, right? Did yeah. not go to the theater. No, no. And why do you think that was? Maybe it was from some of this kind of stuff. Maybe like they audience feedback. Yeah. Maybe they went into some oh. viewing and maybe they felt like, okay, this may not be a fan favorite. Maybe this is too mature or honestly, are like, I, I, I don't know. know. Are movies going to keep going to theater? Well, like, I'm like I wonder... so confused, right? I have HB, what is it? HBO Max. Yeah. And that new JLo, what's his name? Just Olsen. Or, yeah. What's his Mary name? Olsen. Me. Mary um, me. Owen Wilson. Oh, Owen Wilson. Thank you. That one. Literally, I see it pop up in the movie theater because I'm looking to go see Batman or something with my husband and I see that one. But it's on HBO Max yeah. at the exact same time. I'm like, what are they doing? How do they entice right. people to go to the theater right. when, when you can stream it for totally. free? For free. Right. Well, so are you just going for, for the experience at that yes. point? Right. I don't, I don't know. know. That's I don't so know. weird. I mean, I'm so excited to be back at the movie going stage of life and go I to know. the movies with your kids or your husband. So I like don't want to take away from that. But 
yeah, I don't know. Isn't it just weird, though, that we are even saying those words? That it was ever taken away from us in the first place. Like, I that know. just blows my freaking mind, Lauren. I know. That yeah. we're actually saying those words, that we missed the movies. I know. It's the movies crazy. were like a constant in American culture. Yeah, it was. That was Friday night date night, like, for the last 30 years. So oh. it's crazy. You guys, everybody listening, we all just need to step back for a second and understand and pay homage to what we went through. <laughs> no. You know what? Did you see that? I was like, I love the DM or no, no, it was a message on our recent post. Sweet girl was said she was starting our um, show from the beginning and she's just getting to the COVID part. And she's like, she's like the suspense I'm feeling like you recording from the beginning and oh, probably all of our naive thoughts, all of our stupid comments, all of our cell of our venting, all of it. Like the BLM movement in there. And we were so naive at the beginning. We're just like, oh, I don't know. What's going to happen? Oh, I did I, not see that. It's all documented there. So it, I uh, mean, it is like if you can't even remember, guys, going back to even some of our episodes. How has Time Life magazine not written an article on us, you guys? <laughs> no, we are I'm so kidding. Time capsule here. <laughs> time capsule of quarantine right now. I'm totally kidding. It's so true. Oh, my gosh. That's no, bizarre. I have one more funny. No, okay, no it's not me. a funny story. I know. We and have so I, many things we want to say. An ironic story because okay. I was just about to tell her this off the mic. And I'm like, no, I'm going to share it oh, yeah, uh, because... Yeah, yeah. Um, Right before, you know, we did a pre-roll ad with um, Frost and Nichols Orthodontics. That's who we've been going to, my son. And so I was just about to tell, uh, they're, they're all so great there. And Dr. Frost, um, Stuart Frost, who we have been seeing, I was just about to tell a story to Sarah. So um, a few summers ago in Newport Beach, where Sarah and I both go, um, it's in Orange County. Um, there was a story on the news about how this little boy had been digging hole, which we all do, digging yes. like a tunnel, right? In the sand. I think he was like three or four or whatever. And he had been digging. And it said in the article and that the mom was just like putting sunscreen on the kids. And he was right over there. And then all of a sudden, he like disappeared. And she <gasps> couldn't find him. And she's running up and down the beach, calling his name, you know, whatever. Oh, help, help, Bobby, Bobby, where oh. are you? Whatever. And so... The Frost, the Dr. Frost is actually a twin. So the Frost brothers, the twin, they were twins and their nephew were walking on the beach and they were like, what's wrong, ma'am? What, what do you, what happened? She, my son, I can't find him. He was just here a minute ago. I can't find him. I can't find him. Panic, full panic. So they start walking around. Where was he? Like, where, what is he sitting? So they're trying to help. Very long story, probably very dramatic minutes. Oh my gosh. The sand had collapsed into the hole no. and it co- collapsed over him. <gasps> so he was buried, buried and they couldn't find him. Oh. They couldn't find him. And she didn't realize, you know, she's probably a few feet back in their spot and couldn't, and didn't realize maybe, I don't even know if the waves came up and crashed oh it or if the sand just collapsed in, but he got buried in. No. So they said, no, I could realize, I, I don't know what triggered or maybe the shovel was showing or something, but they start digging and they <gasps> pulled him up and it was really fast. I mean, they, he was okay, but Dr. Frost saved that little boy. Shut yeah. Is that up. not so crazy? It was on the news and it was just like, be aware, be no. careful, watch your children. And yeah, Dr. Frost and his brother and his nephew like saved this little boy. Isn't that a crazy my story? My wide open. I know. Floor, like jaw on the floor. Just oh my gosh. Good reminders. We're going into like warmer months and the beach months that the beach, you know, it's so fun. But you do hear these horror stories once in a blue moon about riptides and burying, like the tunnels, the holes, all the things. Oh, my gosh. So just like an FYI. But yeah, a kind of a cool little hero moment. What kind of PTSD does that poor child have? And I don't know. And I really don't know how many (gasps) minutes passed. But he thankfully was okay. He was okay. Like he didn't have any sort of like, you know, 
injury, but I, oh, isn't that crazy? But it's a good reminder because totally. you just think, oh, they're staying on the beach, they're entertained, everything's fine. Oh and I don't know how deep he was getting. Like, I guess maybe he was like in a deep hole. Maybe his bigger brother had made it and kept going and then it just like fell into Way him. Way to go, Dr. Frost. <laughs> wow. I know, Dr. Frost. Oh my gosh. Coming in oh. clutch. Oh no. my gosh. That is so intense. I cannot even. Wow. And before we go any further, we want to stop and take a minute and talk about Haya multivitamins for kids. Most typical children vitamins are basically candy in disguise, filled with two teaspoons of sugar, unhealthy chemicals, and other gummy junk growing kids never need to eat. That's why Haya was created, the pediatrician-approved super-powered chewable vitamin. Our kids have been using Haya for a few months now, and they love it. They love being able to have their own personalized jar in their room. They take it daily, and it's been really helping out their immune system. We've worked out a special offer with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. Receive 50% off your first order. And to claim this deal, go to HayaHealth.com forward slash mom voice. Again, that's Haya, H-I-Y-A, health.com forward slash mom voice to get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into a healthy adult. Full discount is applied at checkout. Okay, Lauren. Well, in this episode, I thought it would be so fun to talk about some of those myths that kind of exist when it comes to like newborn babies or really babies in general. I mean, we've all heard them, right? Like from... Well, don't even. I know. Don't even Let's dive into it. Because she was telling me a few and I was literally... Wait, what? Wait, I thought that was true. I did that. What do you mean? Okay. 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 So myth number one is that teething will cause a fever. Did you did you think that? Oh, I originally? absolutely did. I feel yeah. like my sister who has an infant said that the other day. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So from parenting.com, it says that most parents think that teething will cause a fever, but that the actual pediatricians recommend, or that they actually say that between six months and 24 months, that babies are more likely to get infections. For whatever reason. I so have they're to unrelated. Yeah. So they're unrelated. They say parents should never mistake a fever as just teething, or they could overlook an illness that might recall might require medical attention. Isn't How that so interesting? Interesting. So I have for to wonder, sure. That's like when they're crawling and they're putting everything in their mouth, they're touching everything. Are they just getting all the germs? <laughs> oh, absolutely. No, <laughs> that's no wonder. But they all, you know, you you would, it does funny how it correlates because you like feel their mouth and you're like, oh, there's a tooth coming in. It's like, you know, just pushing the immune system and it's like, it's fighting against it, but I guess unrelated. I know it's so funny. Okay. Another baby myth is that you'll love your baby right away every single time. Oh yeah. And we've kind of talked about Yeah, we have talked about this. That's a good one. Our postpartum episode. And I don't even remember... It was like season one. Was it, it season a one? while ago? It was yeah. a long time ago. But I mean, what about you? Do you feel like with every single birth that you had, were you just like instantly in love, instantly connected, instantly all the hard eyes with your child? No, I think I talked about how for me, like I'm instantly like so full of gratitude. I'm instantly so happy. And I do love this little person. 
But I think I my words were thinking back. And I mean, those were a lot more fresh, more recent baby years than when I said it. But I do think that like, I kind of need a getting to know you process. I remember feeling yeah, like totally. I can't even call them by their name. It's just kind of baby for a few minutes. So weird. Because it's like calling them some formal name when they're just this new little being in the world feels somewhat abstract to me, right. to be honest. Right, right. It's almost like let them grow into it. Let them become that name. Let them become a little Emmett or Caleb. And they totally do. And they do. Oh my gosh. Totally. And then you never look back. It's so strange. Totally. But right up front, I remember with my very first, I was like, I just like referred to him as baby for a little bit because it was like hard to call Her him little sister, a name. Or brother. Yes. Yeah, I totally agree. And I do think on my very first one too, and all of them, it kind of like, I think number two, three, four, it gets easier because you know kind of how to expect the process. But when you have your very first newborn, it's almost like you have to kind of connect. You have to kind of build this little connection and relationship because I know that sounds so dumb because it is an instant, it like is. pure love that you I like know. go to the ends of the earth for that little person. Right. But right. like to get to know them and like really fall in love with them, it's a little bit of a process for I me. I totally agree. For me personally, I feel like with my daughter, Kate, my first it was like an instant, I'm so in love with you. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I like, I wanted to be with her all the time. I was like wanting to co-parent sleep, whatever you call it. I don't even know. I just like all did not want to be apart from her. Yes. It's so weird. And I distinctly remember with my second, with Landon, a totally different feeling. Really? Like mm-hmm. feeling very split in my time. Like yes. I was worried about her as a toddler. How is she feeling? Does she feel left out? Is she like, missing me, all the things. I just remember not having that like instant, you know what I'm saying? Oh, like absolutely. Right, right. And then I don't even know if my third. <laughs> I know. And then it just kind of is a whirlwind. It all blurs. <laughs> yep. Yep. It does. I really don't even know. But I know it is so, so funny. And I do think that's a common myth. That, and, like, I, and I think people are women in their first, yeah. they, they kind of feel like, what's wrong? Why am I different? Like, why I am I like I purely obsessive? And then we get into actual postpartum depression where emotions are actually like altered because of your hormones and you're feeling totally. maybe a little bothered or resentful towards your baby. And that can be sometimes a natural reaction due to your body and your chemicals and all of it. Oh, so, totally. I mean, yes, we shouldn't like dismiss like, There's actual true postpartum, baby blues, depression, things that you might have to process through. And that's fair. Totally. Okay, Lauren. Well, the next baby myth is that holding a newborn baby will actually spoil them. Did you ever have anybody older tell you that? Well, yes. I mean, yes. I mean, I think there is... See, I do think there's some truth to that of being held too much, but that's interesting that that's a myth. And especially a newborn, like, I guess I could see that. And and what do they say? No, they essentially say that, like, for the first six weeks, especially, that they're still, like, so new. They're so developing. There's not a whole lot of, like memory or things that are really going to set in at that point. So like, just soak it up. And I can remember someone on my third child on Luke, on my delivery of Luke for my, okay, to remind you, let's back up. So I had Kate and I had never read a parenting book in my life. And then six months sets in and she's not sleeping and we're like going through hell. And I decided to do baby wise and I'm like all in on baby wise. Right. So by the time Landon comes along, he's number two. I'm like hardcore. Like the second he pops out, 
I'm like, okay, we're on a schedule, this, 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 we're journaling, like all the things. And then I can remember Luke coming along and someone saying, oh, don't even worry. For the first few weeks, like you just soak it up. Just soak it up. It doesn't matter, like this or that. And I can remember having a lot of anxiety in the back of my head about, do I? Do I just soak it up or should I start scheduling him? Should I start doing the baby wise thing? Should I start implementing the schedule and like all the things? And honestly, with Luke, I did do that. I I remember holding him a lot in my bed. I remember just kind of like going like whatever, being embracing, yeah, yes. embracing it. Yes. I, I knew he was my last. I knew that it wasn't the end of the world if we started baby wise a few months down the road, like whatever. And dare I say, girlfriend, and I know every single baby is different, but Luke is my very best sleeper. Is he? He's my best napper. He's my best nighttime sleeper. Wow. Everything. I don't know if I knew that. And I have to ask myself, what is that? Is it him or is it me being like kind of confident in the process? Right. Kind of like not hovering, not being too crazy, just kind of implementing it and like standing back. Do you know what I mean? Great point. Yes. I don't even know because I feel like. Kate was kind of like baby wise late to the game and I tried to implement it hardcore. It kind of took like whatever. Landon, total baby wise from the minute he came out to now. Right. And he's a great sleeper. Totally great sleeper. But he, I don't know. I feel like Luke is much more like flexible in his Mm -hmm. sleep. Do you know Mm -hmm. what I'm talking about? Yes. It's bizarre. So I totally agree with that. You are not going to spoil a baby. You soak up every single minute you have with the new, those newborn babies. Because oh, I agree. Don't you think they just change? They, they go so quick. They the newborn so stage fast. is so fast. And even though it's probably the hardest, it really goes so quick and you'll miss the little tiny baby. It really does. And I can remember with every single one of my children, like being in my bedroom by myself and like just looking at them and their little alien bodies. I know, like, right? so weird looking <laughs> and like, oh, it's just so special. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, the very next one, are you ready for the next myth? The next myth yes. is that cereal, rice cereal, helps babies sleep longer. Did you ever hear this? Oh, absolutely. I totally heard this. Or it like fills their belly more. It settles them more. It like makes them feel fuller longer. I heard it over and over again. Or even putting a little bit of rice cereal in their bottle with their formula or milk. Right. I know, but they're saying that's totally not true. And what the heck is rice cereal? (laughs) It is like these little flakes you add like water slash like formula I guess it turns into rice. I I don't know. Is it rice? Like it's literally like this like Uh, uh, funny. You know what a rice cake is? Yes. Have you ever had those like Quaker Oats rice cakes? I guess it is relatable to that, I guess. Yes. You know how they're like kind of satisfying, but not really. (laughs) Right. Right. True. So true. Oh my God. All right. The next one, girl, is that um, I won't have enough breast milk to feed my baby. I can totally relate to this. Did yes. you ever feel that concern? Oh, absolutely. Well, did I, you? At, no, towards the end or like if I traveled sometimes like I like lightened up. And it's funny, my sister-in-law, who I just went on a trip with, was really worried about she had come home and she felt like she had lost a lot of her milk. It wasn't such a supply. What is it saying? No, they just say that in most cases, it is a common concern that for like 90 plus percent, 
most mothers have the adequate supply to feed their babies. And I think Uh for a brand new mother, you probably don't even realize how little of milk is needed. Yeah. Because remember, it's like tablespoon. It's like such a small amount. Remember in those early, especially with the colostrum Mm -hmm. and like things like that, like they don't even need that much. And so they were saying like in most cases, the mother has full supply for their children. Okay, And I can remember having this feeling because coming into my babies, I had an A cup. I was never like a breasty girl or full bosom girl, whatever you want to call it. And I just remember like leading into breastfeeding. I never even felt full. You know how some women describe this like overflowing, yeah, engorged. They're engorged. Thank you. Totally, that's, that's I, the feeling. Yes, I never felt that. Well, maybe, yeah. maybe when I woke up in the middle of the night after like hours had passed, but like I can never imagine, like remember this feeling of just like oh, so much milk is just ready yes, to be had. Just so much, in, right? In a weird way, for me personally, when I breastfed, it was like some miraculous event that it just kind of came on demand. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, well, you let down. Yeah. yeah right. It's, weird. It just it's like in. my body was working. It was, it was ready. producing. I know. It was like going. And I can honestly say, like, as a very small breasted lady, like a cup <laughs> girl, like I always had enough breast milk for as long as I chose to breastfeed. It was always there. Yeah. And I know. so it is amazing. I, do, I do think that it's like a really common concern for a lot of new moms like, oh, I'm not going to have enough or like whatever. Or is he getting enough? How much is the right. baby getting? I don't exactly. know. Is it coming in enough? Yeah. And yeah. it is interesting. I, I mean, the body is so miraculous in that way that it knows how to provide and it knows how to let down. And we were talking about that because my friend, my sister-in-law who I was with was nursing on, we were on this trip. Oh, and fun. there is some truth to that. Like if a baby cries, like your milk comes in. It's so weird. Crazy. I know. It is. I mean, I went through it three times, but it is so bizarre to think about how that works. It's, it's really so cool. crazy. Yeah. I love it though. Yeah, it is. So miraculous. I really love it. Okay. The last one I have, and I know that we've talked about this off the mic in the past, is that babies cannot see. Newborn babies cannot see past their mother's elbow. <laughs> yes. And Sarah said this to me and I was like, oh, really? Or that they see black and white. Yeah. The color doesn't come in. Is yes. that true? Is that mentioned yes. on there? From what scientists are saying is that as early as two weeks old, babies can see in color and can differentiate between red and green. And that sometimes, you know, when you're looking at your newborn baby, you'll kind of see the eyes not spasm, but they'll kind of look kind of funny. And you're right, like, right. what's even going on Are they there? going cross-eyed? Yeah, exactly. Yes. Like, what's even yes. happening? But they're saying essentially that newborn babies don't have full control of their eye muscles, but that by two weeks old, they can totally differentiate who you are, they can see, and that from there on, it's just like exponential growth. So that's amazing. Isn't that so funny? Oh, yeah. And I feel I know. like so many people do say that. Like, oh, I feel like totally. I've heard that over and over again. That's probably the number one, if you were to call it a myth. That True. might be like right. the number one myth. I, I would think so. That's so, so interesting. So and interesting. it's so sad because that was such a long ago pro- like, know. period for us in a weird way. But like, oh it is gosh. such a special time. Hopefully you new moms out there listening do like just ha- enjoy that and soak it up because it's like there is something so special about a brand new baby. I totally agree. And it's just that it goes so fast. Yeah. I wish I would yeah. have realized that it really only, for me personally with my children, they got so big so fast. <laughs> like we gained so much weight so quickly in my family. 
So I feel like the first six to eight weeks are just magical. Like they are just so different. Yes. And then after that, they are just so, it's like a next level. They're more aware. They're kind of interacting. They're more they might awake. Have the gas giggles. Like yes, all the they're things. more awake. They're right. I know. They're they're present more. Yeah. Oh my gosh! So it's so funny, but it is hilarious to kind of read about some of like these baby myths because when I talk to my mom, even my mom would give me like this one-off advice of, "Oh, you should use peppermint to do this, and the peppermint will soothe the tummy, and this or that." And it's like, are they giving rum to the kids? And right, like, right. Are we just <laughs> and giving the, yes the alcohol to I the know. children? I'm like, what's happening? But it's kind of it's kind of fun too. I mean, it's fun. So we're so oh, jealous for any I, of you out there. Who I know are that I get to hold a little holding a little baby right now. We do miss that. Okay, well, let's wrap this one up with our hits and misses of the week. Yes. What was your miss, Lauren? Well, my miss, I've kind of mentioned it along the way, and I just feel like probably the thing looming over my life right now the most is just the exterior of our house. We are getting so close in this weekend. George and I have carved out some major time just to knock out some final things. We really are so close. And it's just, it's funny when it's like the exterior house, because every time you pull in and out, it just stares at you. You can't like ignore it. You can't put it in the closet. You can't like, I'm like, gosh, babe, we got to get this done. But like, it's just, George has been so busy. We had a trip or two. And then the weekends just get away from us with sports and kids. And so- What else do you have left? We just have to finish a little bit of painting. We have to paint. Well, yeah. And a tiny bit of grouting. We got to paint our fence line, get our shutters up. We're close. We're really, really close. We are. And honestly, I think a day's worth of work. We could probably knock it out together. Totally. So I'm just anxious to get it done because my poor neighbors have probably been like, when are they going to wrap this up? It looks so good already. Yeah, no, it, it does. Really it's does. come so far. And I will, I will share on Instagram because I know it's been like mentioned multiple times over the years. So it's almost there. Oh my gosh. So fun. But to anybody painting their house, like I feel for you. Cause I do feel like that's just like, it's one of those jobs that you look at it and you're like, oh, that's not that bad. That's, we can do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then when you come down to it, it's like, oh. <laughs> well, and the funny thing is, you guys, do this. I had the whole house painted and by a professional, uh, which was great, yeah. like eight months ago. Yeah. And the big debate was the brick. And that's really what I've drug on for months and months and months. Okay. The brick. Yes. Should I paint the brick? Should I not? Should I not? Should I? Should I? Should I? And so finally, it it honestly, we ended up painting the brick. And but we did it like we did this like chunky grout style we were doing. It looks and we so good. We ended up leaving a few details like kind of like a messy grout brick. So it's kind of yeah, it's just been like a process, and it been, was such a big decision. It is. It's just hard. It's a hard decision. What colors to do? I do know. you do it yourself? Do you hire? Like it's just a lot. So, it's so I much. feel you if you're in the process. Oh my gosh, I know totally. Well, my miss of the week, and I know you're all gonna eye roll like whatever. We've said it so much, but it is Lauren. It's my weight right now. Yes, I, I, know. I am know. not even exaggerating. The past two months, maybe I've gained 10 pounds. You guys, I have gained 10 pounds. Do you hear me right now? And dare I say, like, I have thyroid issues. I know I do. I yeah. have since I was 12 years old. I've been on medicine since I was 12 years old. I don't even know. And I do think that my thyroid like went wonky somewhere in there and it yes. totally screwed me. Yes. Totally screwed me. Because I, know. I swear I'm not doing anything different. And I'm just trying to make sense of it all. I'm like, is it chemical? 
is it my age? Is it my diet? And I'm like, I don't feel like I'm eating anything differently. I really don't. I don't even know. I know. I'm sorry. I know. And I'm, I'm creeping up to 40, like slowly, we're kind of creeping up to 40 years old. And I'm like, it's starting to settle in different places. Know. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, is this life? Is this my life? And then it's just the constant debate of like, do I just accept it? Do I just accept the 10 pounds and live my life? Or do I try? Or do I really hunker down? And do I really try? I and of course, I'm going to try. Sarah and I Every talk time. about this a lot. You know, we are constantly on the uphill battle. And I think we all are as women because we have so many things against us. Don't we all? But I think, too, it's like funny because Sarah and I will joke. We're like, oh, I'm 10 pounds up or five pounds up, or I'm heavier or whatever. And then we kind of chuckle, too, to like, well, what number are we going off of? Are we going off of the 23-year-old right. number that we were pre-baby? Or the post-baby are, number. Are we going off a post-baby number? Oh, are we going off a dream number? Are we being realistic? Because I know we can be so hard on ourselves. We all can be. I'm not where I want to be either. And I know we... we Yes, it just is hard and trips and kids and dates and and just exhaustion gets in the way. But I just have to say, it is like eternally frustrating that I can gain 10 pounds in three, four weeks. And my husband, I swear on my life, has never been below or minus or sorry, minus or plus 10 pounds in his life. He has like remained solid our entire freaking marriage isn't it wild and i'm like what is that oh well i will give it to me george has kind of gone gone up and down he's fluctuated probably 10 or 15 pounds a little bit up or down over the the years but the thing is the minute he tries oh Oh, it just falls off he sheds like five pounds in a week like just by going to the gym a few times like i'm just like what how? <sighs> I trained for like months and barely lost a few weight pounds. Right? Not even. So it's like, how? How? Girl, how it's like, I'm, I'm not even kidding. It's like an obstacle in my marriage. At I, know. I know. You just like resent. I'm like, can you freaking just gain some weight so I feel better about my life? I know. <laughs> I know. Because he'll eternally have this little bubble butt that men have I know. and like no cellulite. And I know. I'm like, no freaking flap, nothing. A. I know. Right? So anyway, I'm just kind of depressed about it. I'm trying to get my head around it, but I feel like I have 9,000 other things on my mind at I any know, given time. Right, to refocus And on. I just I know. can't focus. I can't get my head right around like eating healthy and exercising and really prioritizing it at the end of the day. And, and it you just guys, sucks. That's just another thing that you've been on this Gosh. whole long journey with this podcast with us. Ugh. We have been at our prime and like really feeling good and Pilates every day to feeling way off the rat wagon and up on the scale and just not our best. I literally thought about that like two days ago. I was like, not even a year ago. I was going to Pilates. I'm doing these classes. I'm sweating for an hour. I'm like holding it down and look where I am today. I know. I know. And it's, it's okay. just so depressing. No, don't get down on yourself. It's just a little blip in time and we'll get out of this. We will. I know. I know. I know. Okay. What was your hit for the week? My hit is, you know, Caleb is a full-blown reader. He, it's just really fun. No way. Yeah. He's, and he's been reading for a while. I haven't brought it up or you anything. You told me that. Oh, yeah. But no, he's been reading for a while. And he's just so cute how he can just like read a word or two or he reads a sign. Oh. And I'm like, and he's kind of like, I will say, I feel like he's been my most eager child to read and he's come very easily to him. Like all my kids at the beginning, all kids at the beginning think it's kind of fun and exciting. But then all three of my kids have just trailed off and never 
got into a book series, never taken to it, never diving into books or wanting to read. It's like a chore for me. So I'm going to really try. I'm going to try to embrace this with him and see if he can get into like bigger books and keep them going. So he gets into it. And I think when they're good readers, it's, they enjoy reading. Oh, it's, it's like easier. They follow the story. They're more captivated. The world opens up. Yes. Totally. And so I really, as my last, I guess this is terrible, really just want to run with it. And it's just so darn cute to see. Oh my gosh. That's so funny you said that because I'm going to talk about it in a minute, but we were recently on spring break mm-hmm. and last minute we went to Disneyland on our passes and Landon, who's just a year older than Caleb. Right. Um, he's in first grade. We were standing there in line and Landon is just like reading all the signs. And he's like, mom, this means this and this says this and this and this. And I was like, wow. And I said to him, I said, Landon, isn't it so cool how it just clicks? Mm -hmm. It's like one day you just get it, right? He was like, yeah, mom. And it is so weird. It is so crazy. Like, how does that, that happen? You can go from one day to like not knowing. six years not knowing anything. Not knowing it's what's around them. Signs. Yes, symbols. I know. And I'm like, one day it all comes into vision. I know. And I'm like, that it's is really cool. so yeah. weird. And it's so cool. And it's so exciting. And so. they just like feel so confident and so like a like grown. A it's just kid. so awesome. Yes, I agree. I wish, I wish, I wish I could get my Kate into reading. I know. You guys send me any suggestions you have. There's so many fun books out there. I wish they would just Are run with missing it. missing them? I swear. Maybe I'm missing them. We have done like the Junie B series. We've done Amelia. We've done Babysitters. And she has just not taken. I know. Well, She's that's not gotten too. obsessed with anything. And that's all I want. I just want her to be like, oh, mom, go get me these. I want I love this. these. Yeah, I you know? know. I know. Well, I have to I break remember, down compare list later. Cause, really, I remember the boxcar children. Yeah. Oh, totally. Or the I Hardy Boys or like Nancy Drew. Children. And oh, yeah, they're so, they have the Magic Treehouse. I mean, there's so many different little series for that age. What age do you think Goosebumps is appropriate? Oh, now. Do you? I do. Yeah. Oh, oh I would let my kids read one. Oh, I was it's like minus not minor fears, but it's just like suspenseful, exciting. I need to go read one. I can remember my own childhood and just reading book after book after book of Goosebumps. It's fun when it's scary. Oh, yeah. And th- we're Loved talking, it. our kids are third graders. So I do yeah. think that like the third, fourth grade, they're definitely like capable of reading them. And I think it gets them just glued into like, oh, and it, the scares are like, you know, come on, minor. minor. I yeah. don't remember. I think I think it's just enough to keep them on their toes, but it's not going to give them like nightmares or anything. Oh, Julie's missing. Where could she be? You know, or like, oh, oh all I of see. a sudden, the orange goo fell from the ceiling, and then the oh. pumpkins fell through the Ooh, roof. And I, I hear a sound, and the wind's blowing. I have no I idea. Know. I'm making that no, up. I the totally shows know. are definitely a little more creepy oh, for sure. Really? I need yeah. to go watch. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, my hit is again kind of talking about spring break. Is that, um, again, we just went to Disneyland for a quick day trip for my family. And it was really cute because I just took the kids by myself for the first day. Right. And Kate and Landon, I guess for the first time ever, it was just so obvious to me, like they were friends. Do you know what I mean? And there's like a two and a half age gap. And like they were just such buddies on this trip. And it made my heart want to explode. Because like that's all I can hope for. 
It I, is. I just want my kids to be friends. And I want Absolutely. them to love each other. I want them to support each other. I want them to like have fun around each other. And just seeing them kind of bounce around to the Incredicoaster and like Toy Story. And then, oh, oh, let's go to Guardians and put your hands up. Don't hold down. You got to put your hands up and make sure to make this I know that they can the have fun together. You know what I mean? Oh, it's it was huge. Like, oh my gosh. It was like a moment for me. I was like, oh my gosh, this is worth it. All of the expense and all the time effort, and yes. the effort. I was like, they're making some memories. And it was like special. So amazing. So it was really cute. They were really kind of tight on this trip. And Luke and I kind of palled up and they kind of palled up. when it's just your family. It really forces that bonding time. Totally. I was even reading like a post or two from some other families um, who did spring break trips and theme parks. And it really just like forces them to be together. And even if they get in a tiff or they get in a fight, there's no escaping it or going upstairs or going and playing Xbox. They're just there they can't they, you know they've got to fix it and they got to totally. shake it off you have and to they compromise they've got to compromise totally got to bounce back i agree and it's not going to always be rainbows and butterflies but i think it's a great time for people to for your kids and families to learn how to process those things and how to keep going and how to shake it off and have fun and move on and, and it's support like each so, other yes, when somebody's exactly. sad yeah. like you jump in make them feel good and like build them up to do and the next let's thing let's be real a theme park you have a totally. lot of downtime together. Yeah. If it's lines or eating or sitting totally. for a show, I mean, you're on the thrill ride or the ride for like three to four minutes and the rest of the time you're literally together. I know, I know. And, I and guess, then it's like the silent moments too. Like yes. when we're walking back to the hotel. Right. And, and I can kind of hear behind me, Kate and Landon are trolling and they're like, oh, did you see like what was so-and-so your favorite? on that? Or yeah. Like what? And you hear these little conversations and it's like, yes, <laughs> yes. I know. You know what I it's mean? It's a win. It's like a little insight into their teenage adult life that I'm like so hoping takes. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And I'm like, oh, let's just keep this going. I hope. I hope. Well, and on the heels of that, because I'm glad you had such a great trip, we have to say thank you again <gasps> for entering our giveaway yeah, last week, you guys. Totally. Well, it's two weeks ago now. We missed you all last week. And we're so happy for Victoria, our winner. She is going to get, actually, she's more East Coast. So she's going to maybe do Orlando with her, her tickets and money. And so we're so happy for her. So fun. It was like, we've always loved these giveaways and we wish we've done more over the past. But when we set out to do it, we were like, you guys know how special Disney is to us. And we were like, we'd love to give a mommy and me trip away to someone and so, yeah, it was awesome, the response, the giveaway. We really, really appreciate everybody who participated. And I know, I hope Victoria just has the best time. There is just nothing like it. Just going somewhere, be at the beach, wherever, something that's special to you. Going with your child is just like such a memory for you. It's so Absolutely. amazing. I totally agree. Okay, well, do you have anything else, Lo? Um, that's going to do it. All right, guys. We are back every single Monday with a brand new episode of The Mom Voice. We're so happy you're here. And if you haven't yet, take a minute to make sure you are subscribed or following the show wherever you listen. It could be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, CastBox, any of the apps. Please make sure you're following or subscribed so you get the most recent updates to our show. You can also find us on Instagram at... Yes, the Mom Voice Podcast. We are there throughout the week, so you can go talk to us, ask a, ask a question, DM us, like whatever. We're totally there, and we'll get back to you. 
And then we also have a website at themomvoice.com where you can find all of our sponsors, any discounts that we have, any things like that, and some blog posts, things like that. So with that, anything else, Lauren? That's going to do it, you guys. Take care of each other. Okay, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.